Welcome to Inside the Section, the podcast for students who love college sports or love sports in college. My name is Lucas Russell, graduate student at the University of Iowa, and I love sports. I have a bachelor's degree in sports and recreation management and been working on my master's in the same field. It's easy for me to say I have been in college for a really long time. I've worked as an umpire, intramural official, club sports supervisor, marketing intern, and event management intern. The sports world is a section of life that many people can relate to and are always looking for other ways to be involved. Inside the section seeks to bring entertaining stories and positive advice for students who want to be more involved with sports on campus. On today's episode, we are talking about one of the easiest ways to get involved without making a long-time commitment on your campus, student sections. We will talk with Jack Huberty, a student section leader for the University of Iowa's Hawks Nest. From meeting basketball players and announcers to general meetings, Jack's going to provide some great insight into working for a student section. Let's go. Sports fans, we are all aware of the advantage playing a home game provides. Less travel, getting to stay at home, and of course, the home atmosphere. A great applause for the home team in a hostile environment for whatever unlucky team happens to play that day. And the driving force behind this advantage in college sports has to be, in my opinion, the students in the student section. For years, students have been an integral part of the game day experience, providing many times the extra energy and hype for the home team. One example, Grand Canyon University has been one of the rowdiest student sections in the country, despite only recently becoming Division I in 2017. Have you ever heard of Silent Night? One of, in my opinion, the coolest student section traditions in the country comes to us from Taylor University in Upland, Indiana. The students come dressed in wacky attire and stay silent until Taylor scores their 10th point. Then, total chaos. Absolute madhouse in there. Students are storming the court, causing a pause in the game until returning to their seats. It's a great showing of how passionate the students are for their university and for that team, but also showing the respect to the game itself by being able to calm themselves down, return to their seats, and not cause that much of a racket, you know. It's actually quite impressive from what I've seen and heard from other people in this industry is they, they play in a gym that does not have bleachers behind the buckets. There are people standing on the sidelines just to get to be a part of this. And one, one thing that I think is just really fantastic, especially from a lower uh, level of college sports, many sections have even adopted their own creative names based off of the university's history. The Cameron Crazies from Duke come from the famous arena, Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Izzo in Michigan State, named after famous head coach Tom Izzo. Of course, the paint crew from Purdue, which I have heard produces one of the best college atmospheres in the country, named after head coach Matt Painter. At Texas A&M, before home football games, they hold an event called Midnight Yell, where about 25,000 people, a lot of them being students, practice traditional songs and chants in preparation for the upcoming game. The Cyclones of Iowa State University and Cyclone Alley have coined the term Hilton Magic to describe the home court advantage of their campus during basketball season. They say Hilton Coliseum is one of the cooler venues to go watch a college basketball game at because of how impactful the crowd is and how impactful the students are. They're on both sides of the bucket. They're loud. They're there early. They pester opposing teams as they warm up. And the real point here 
is that these places create a sense of togetherness among the fans and the student body, especially the student body, continue to carry many of the unique traditions surrounding college sports, which I personally think are one of the big reasons why people love college sports. It has a certain atmosphere around it that you don't see at the pro level. And one of the main reasons I think that they drive up uh, viewership. Being a part of the student section gave me a personal sense of belonging when I was in my undergrad. It really made me believe that I had an impact on the game and brought me closer to the team and the university as well as the athletics department. For me, there was really not a better feeling than getting out of bed on a game day, knowing that I get to spend at least two to three, four hours with some of my best friends, cheering on my college team, and maybe having the chance to get on TV. As many media companies, especially at larger universities, they love using student sections as a form of content. They love to go in, and you'll see cameras around different venues recording students going nuts. Next thing you know, you're on TV. Next thing you know, you're on social media. Next thing you know, you're in a GIF. I mean, it could be anything. That could be something that could last forever. It's not only just in your memory, but in other people's memory. And it associates you with your own university. I think for a lot of students, game day is a great way to de-stress from the previous week, to hang out with family and friends, to get away from the grind that can be uh, your college workload, whether it be going to work, going to class, doing the homework, dealing with that professor you really don't like, anything, and every, really everything in between. Being part of your student section is one of the easiest ways to engage with sports on campus. Turning to student sections themselves, all you really have to do is buy a ticket and join in on the fun, cheering on your team. But what if you feel like you really want to do more? What if just buying a ticket, getting through the door, finding a seat, and cheering on your team really just isn't enough for you? Lucky enough for you, many campuses have existing leadership positions for their student section. And being involved provides a great chance to be closer to the game, the athletes, and the coaches, and have a greater impact at creating memories for your campus. Hopefully, this episode will provide some helpful advice on how to start your own student section on your campus if there isn't one currently. For more information, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Jack Huberty from the University of Iowa Hawks Nest. Let's bring him inside the section. Jack Huberty, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's start off. Tell me a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, uh, what you're in school you are, what your major is, and what you really want to do when you get done with school. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm from the northwest suburbs of Chicago, so Arlington Heights. I'm a second-year crim major, criminology major here at the university. I'm really just hoping to get my foot in the door with law enforcement once I'm done, once I graduate. So what would you say is your involvement with sports as a whole? Obviously, you work for the Hawks Nest, yeah. the student section here. What would you say is your involvement with sports as you're growing up? We used to be season ticket holders for the White Sox and the Iowa Hawkeyes for football and basketball. So just going to as many games as I could. And we don't have tickets anymore, but I still watch every game for baseball, football, basketball, whatever sport. And then obviously now I'm with the Hawks Nest. So pretty much just doing anything I can to get as close as I can to the game. So being involved with the student section here is yeah. something that has always kind of interested you in being yeah. more involved in athletics. For sure, yeah. What kind of made you really interested in working for a student section? 
Yeah, that goes back to high school because we had a similar like student section committee for our football team. And, you know, when I was a freshman, we had to sit all the way up in the back of the bleachers and they just looked like they were having a blast down in the front. And I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be part of that. Like it was only juniors and seniors. And then by the time I was old enough to participate, COVID hit. So I couldn't. And then I heard about Hawk's Nest from Instagram. And I was like, I, I think I have to. When you wanted to start working for Hawk's Nest, what was the process like to apply and to sign up? Well, there wasn't much of a sign up, if I remember correctly. I remember like I followed the Hawk's Nest on Instagram. And I remember they posted an Instagram story of just like a survey. Hey, if you're interested in Hawk's Nest, you know, put down your email, put down some like what's your favorite game day tradition, stuff like that. And then after the 2021 season, I did that and then didn't hear anything for the next year. And after the 2022 season, I did it again because they posted the survey again and I heard from you guys and you guys invited me to a meeting and got started from there. Yeah. So you've been here a year, been mm-hmm. doing it for about a year. How has your experience been thus far? Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, getting to like meet players, interact with players, getting, you know, front row seats in the student section for basketball, which is something like I never thought I'd be able to do growing up. You know, our season tickets were way, way in the back of the arena, or back of the Kinnick Stadium. So just getting to be as close as I am to the game has been really special. Working for the Hawks Nest, obviously, there's an athletic department over the top of it and then the board members underneath of it. Mm-hmm. How many people are really involved with the process of running Hawks Nest? Oh, man, I don't even know how far up it goes. I mean, I know there's me and the rest of the Hawks Nest committee, which is a few. I think there's, what, five of us, six of us. There's you, Lucas, there's Bailey Spira, and then the people above her whose names I don't remember. So there's probably a good dozen plus people, I think, as, as of right now, who are directly involved with it. And we're just hoping to grow. What's kind of a target number for you guys in terms of how many people you'd like to be involved? I mean, how many people are in the student section, you know, just get yeah. as, as many people as we possibly can. What kind of activities does the Hawks do on a week to week basis? So aside from obviously there's like athletic events. So just going to games, being as loud as we can, but between games, we've had some just basic meetings, you know, brainstorming ideas. And then we've done some tabling events in the residence halls. So trying to get the word out, maybe give out some free tickets, get as many people to join as we can. We've got a lot of free merch that we've been giving away. So, and that's been really cool. We've invited some players once or twice to help out with that. So that was awesome. So when you're communicating with the student body, what are some of the ways that you prefer to outreach to the community? So I use Instagram a lot. So like anytime we do one of those tabling events or I would repost a lot of stuff from the university, but just like posting stuff to my Instagram, tagging the Hawks Nest, putting in some hashtags, tagging some players, just trying to get as many interactions as I can, get as many people to see it as possible. So coming up with obviously student section, a lot with marketing, very creative process. What does that kind of look like in a meeting? How does the brainstorming session kind of play out in terms of creating these social ideas or outreach yeah, it's a lot of brainstorming ahead of time. So we have a f- usually a few weeks between meetings. So like anytime whether an idea just pops into my head or I see something online that another school is doing, I'll, you know, write it down. And then we get to a meeting and pretty much they say like, all right, whoever has some ideas, just shout them out. 
and they get them written down and we try to do as many of them as we can. What were a couple of ideas from the previous year in meetings that you think were big hits or something you would really like to see come to life in the next year? I think the game day reports have been good. I think people like at least enjoy reading those. Right. And if you don't know what a game day report is, it's essentially a sheet of paper, correct? With yeah. information on the opposing team, our mm-hmm. own team, things that we well, do as a student section. Yeah. A little uh, bit of trash talk. Yeah, some trash, some friendly trash talk. Yeah. But really great way to engage the student body. Yeah. Pre-game and then throughout the game to let them know what what is going on. Yeah, and I think all just the giveaways we've done, like free shirts, you know, the bucket hats at the end of the season that we gave away for senior night were very cool. I think those were a big hit. Just getting people to come to games, I think, is what we're focused on. So leading a student section, it's obviously a pretty big deal. Yeah, You do a lot of cool things, but there's also a lot of work to it. Are there any kind of benefits that you see from partaking in Hawk's Nest? Aside from like early access that I get, you know, I have to go early or I should say I get to go early to set out, you know, those game reports, any giveaways we're doing. I can sit wherever I want. I get in before the gates open. But other than that, just like I said earlier, like as close as I can to athletics and to the game itself is is really awesome. It's a privilege to be able to participate in it. Obviously, with that, like there's a lot of good things to the Mm -hmm. job. But what are some challenges that you see? in terms of motivating the student body? What are some challenges that you face running a student section? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, I guess we can call it embarrassment for some of the traditions, like a lot of the stuff that the band does. I admit, like, it's fun, but it can be kind of dorky. And sometimes people are with their friends. They, you know, they don't want to stand up and be loud if no one else around them is. So uh, really, it's getting everyone on the same page like how loud they should be when they should be cheering, I think is probably the biggest challenge. So we're going to kind of switch gears here just a little bit. Talking about impact. So how much would you say in college sports a crowd has on a home game, whether that be any any sport? It could be football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Huge. I mean, I think it comes more into play with like football, basketball, things with like a more – prominent defense to them like you know at football games when the when i was on defense we're one of the loudest stadiums in the country and we saw during the 2021 penn state game they had seven false starts or however many it was so i mean the fans it really depends on the school but i think really in any sport the fans have an ability to make or break a game i mean the penn state game huge deal i I can't even count how many false start penalties there were in a row if you were to compare Hawk's Nest to another student section across the country, what student section would you compare it to and why? Ooh, the only one I know the name of is the Orange Crush at Illinois. I know there's been a lot of controversy with them over the past year, but like I said, that's the only one I can really think of okay. by name. But yeah, just like the amount of passion that at least the people who like to sit in the front at Iowa games have for the game, like they can be loud when, when they want to in those in those big moments. But that's something that you're actively trying to grow essentially yeah. from this point is mm-hmm. this idea that this place can be really, really loud and a lot of fun, Yep. but we need people there and we exactly. need people being loud. So what are, what are a couple of your goals going forward for Hawksness, like what do you want to see this become? 
I want to see like every single student in the student section. Everyone is on the same page. Everyone's doing the same chants. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's, especially the big one is standing. We've had some problems with sitting this last season, but just uh, growing it to be as big as possible, making, I guess, more of a demand for tickets. Cause a lot of what we have right now is people, especially for basketball, they buy their season tickets cause they think, well, you know, if I have a, if I have a night off, I can go to a game, but just making everyone like actually want to go to every game and be as loud as they can at every game. What's one idea you have to kind of start that initiative? I think once we start growing like the Hawks nest club, I think kind of spreading some of them out, have like a, a group really impacting the game down in front, being as loud as we can right next to the opposing team's bench. But for the people who don't sit down in the front, have them spread out throughout the crowd, tell them, you know, make it like infectious, you know, get the people around you standing, get everyone as loud as you can. Like I said before, you've been here for a year. You've been doing the things still kind of easing your way into it, obviously with COVID and not Mm -hmm. being as involved as you know, the students were at sporting events. What kind of growth have you seen over the last year from events you might've went to the previous year to the end of this year? What's one area of growth you've seen the student body kind of take in Iowa sports in general? Yeah, I think that for a while, especially last year, mostly during like non-conference games, it was really just like a few people down in the first and second rows who are really making any noise. And now I think, especially for big games, we've got a decent crowd. Like I said, we can be loud when we want to be. And I think that some of those tabling events we've done where we've done like free ticket giveaways, that really, you know, puts butts in seats. So like we had a game this season against Northwestern and it was on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. And we didn't think anyone was going to go, but we filled a solid 90% of the student section and they were all loud for it. So I think that we've had a pretty big impact on getting people to games. When you get done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Where do you want to put Hawks Nest when you graduate and you move on? Yeah, I want to see, like, when I stop coming to games, when I don't have my student ticket anymore, I want to be watching the game on TV, and I want to be able to hear the students and say, yep, that's the Hawks Nest right there. I want, like, the announcers that come to Carver to be able to talk about the Hawks Nest like they do about, let's, like, say, the Orange Crush. So I want to just, I want to build the brand basically of the hawk's nest and make it as well known both to students and to people outside of the university as possible and move the student section move the student section (laughs) well that's one that's been bounced around a lot obviously people in our position my position as a fan your position as a leader very tough to do yeah a few questions here about leadership because obviously you're you're trying to join people together to run a student section what kind of person would you say is a great leader? What does a great leader like show? First of all, respect. You know, for a leader, in my opinion, no one's beneath you. You're not above anyone else just because you're a leader. You're on the same page as them. You might be able to tell them what you think they should be doing, but that doesn't mean they're entitled to any less respect than your fellow leaders or your your leader. But I think first and foremost, it's respect for everyone and also just showing initiative, like actually being present 
at the things you need to be present at. I treat this as a job, like it's volunteer work, but I treat it as it's a commitment for me. You know, it's not show up when I feel like going to a game. So you just need to make sure that you're committed. If you haven't learned commitment skills by now, it might be tough getting there. But I think sometimes what people need is a bit of a wake up call and realize like you have to be here. You have to be committed. Otherwise, you're not going to be as good of a leader. What really drives you to continue working for the Hawks Nest? I mean, just thinking about the future, thinking about where I want Hawks Nest to be and just reminding myself, like, the only way to get there is if I show up and I do my part, then we can get it there. But if I decide I want to stay home one night, that's a step back. So just reminding myself where I want to be or where I want the Hawks Nest to be. Let's talk about women's basketball a little bit. Yeah. So obviously Final Four run, National Championship runner-up. What does that mean for the Hawks Nest going forward into next year? I think, for one thing, we're promoting the sport of women's basketball for like I think you know the Blueers bunch the season ticket holders for women's basketball there's a lot of a lot of students who think oh I don't want to go it's it's women's basketball but I would say that every TV in in the state of Iowa is tuned into that national championship game so just us being able to promote the sport being able to encourage as many people as we can to go to those games and really get the word out build that national brand like Caitlin Clark has, like University of Iowa has. That's really awesome to see. Right. And I think I was reading, they said 12.6 million yeah. viewers for the, was that the national championship game? And then it averaged 9.9 million viewers for the, yeah. Which is unbelievable. It's the most watched college basketball game on ESPN in the past like 20 years. Unreal. Yeah. A couple fun questions. Have you met, any athletes personally on campus or through this position? I've gotten to meet Peyton Sanford, which was pretty cool. He was at one of our tabling events. I've gotten to talk to Patrick McCaffrey before games because we're there early. We're there when they're warming up. So just getting to say what's up to them, see them after games, stuff like that. I've gotten to meet a few announcers. Jason Benetti, he's a play-by-play announcer for the White Sox who also works for ESPN. So I've gotten to meet him through this position. So it's really been awesome just to be able to meet as many people as I can, getting to say hi to even like Bray McCaffrey before games has been really cool. Do you have any favorite memories so far? I know started mostly doing basketball this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you guys, I'm sure, will be more involved with the fall sports next year yeah. with football. Do you have any favorite memories thus far from the last season? I think that one weekend where it was the 10-point comeback versus Michigan State, and then the next day we had college game day, and then the women beat number 2 Indiana on a buzzer beater. That was probably... As far as sports go, it's probably one of the best weekends I've ever witnessed, and I got to be in the front row for both of those games, so that was super special for me. Yeah, tell me a little bit about game day. Especially here at Iowa, it's not something that we typically get a whole lot mm-hmm. of. So what was the experience like being at game day and being in the front row and yeah. being involved? It was awesome. It was full. People were loud. Like even I know a lot of times it's been a somewhat of an issue where people like to sit you know they want to sit back and enjoy the game but everyone who was at game day like they were into it they were loud we had the game day producer come up to us and she was like i need you guys to be you know screaming at the top of your lungs we've got those state farm like net yeah the the net hats yeah Yeah. those are pretty famous on the show now yeah it was just an all-around fun time i got so many texts from people watching who saw me on tv what would you say is that something you'd say is true with students when you have a cool promotional item that they really go for it 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, the big one was the bucket hats, I think, that we gave out for senior night for men's basketball. We had people, not even students, but just like general fans coming up to the student section before the game asking if we could cut them a break, give them one. We had people scouring the student section for the hats they left behind. So I think people do like that. I know I have a collection. I've kept every single rally towel, every single foam, whatever, every t-shirt and that net hat. So, I mean, I, I know for me, memorabilia is a big deal. And I think I would say for most students it is. What's your favorite part of a home game day, regardless of sport? Ooh, I mean, for basketball, it's got to be the Carver Cones. Can never go wrong with a Carver Cone. Um, I think just all the traditions that we have. For football, we have back in black. For basketball, you know, all the chants that the band does, everything that's listed on that game day report. But really just getting to be a part of all the traditions that I saw when I was little and getting to, you know, lead them especially has been really cool. Would you recommend that students become more involved with their student section on their campus? Absolutely. I mean, anyone who follows sports knows how big of an impact a student section can have. And I think a lot of people should realize the team needs you guys to come to the games. And when you're there, they need you to be loud. I mean, we see Connor McCaffrey all the time when, you know, if the other team's shooting free throws or whatever, he's trying to get the student section as loud as possible because they know that they need the noise. So I would say anyone who is a fan of their college's team should want to be a part of that. Right. And as athletes, they understand a lot of students might not if they're not huge into sports, but their involvement rattles teams and impacts mm -hmm. games. It causes runs in basketball yeah. or multiple stops in football. I mean, you look at some some of the big student sections across the country, like Duke, who mm -hmm. consistently wins at home yeah. and does it year to year. And it's to the point where you might see students in raffles to get individual mm -hmm. tickets to games. Yeah. Do you think that's attainable here? I think eventually. I think our student section is at least small enough that there's eventually going to be some demand once people, I think, see how fun it can be. I think that's one of the things we're trying to do is show people like we're here to have a good time. So especially with some of the perks that we're hoping to do, we're hoping to just get like early access to some of the games. I know one is basketball right now that we're for sure hoping to get like maybe a section roped off in the front that's like just for Hawks Nest members. So encouraging people to sign up, encouraging people to get there early, maybe rewarding the more involved students. I think those perks getting people in the door, getting people early, getting people loud is going to be a huge motivator for a lot of students. How's the sign-up system work? So right now it is on the athletics homepage. We have our own little subsection of the Iowa Athletics website, and it's uh, I believe you enter your email and just a few basic questions, and then you're on our list, and then we send out those emails for you. You'll get all the details for if we're doing events, if we're doing meetings, if we're doing any kind of you know giveaway, stuff like that. So that's that's definitely step one. To people who are on a different campus and might want to start a student section, let's say they really want to get the ball rolling and getting more student attendance, what's the first thing you think they should try to do? I think have somebody at the game who's just there. Their job is to hype up as many people as they can, get those people loud, and make them want to come back to games. Once you have a solid enough attendance, you can maybe start like what we have, just like a basic email list, you know, organize some events, but... It really starts with just getting people on the same page, and that starts with at the game. 
That was Jack Huberty. Thank you so much for your time coming yeah. on the show today. Thanks for having me. I would like to thank Jack once again for coming on the show today. Very insightful information from him and wishing him and the Hawks and that's the best of luck moving forward into next year. I hope that you are inspired to go out on your campus and get more involved or at least learn something new during this episode. Thank you for joining me inside the section. And until next time, this is Lucas Russell signing off. See ya. Yeah.